0: Welcome to the Soul Deep Podcast, where we dive deep into the edges of life where the body meets the soul. Sharing personal stories of struggle and breakthrough, the guests on this show let us know what is up when it comes to healing, happiness and new heights of pleasure. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. It's your girl, Sarah Jean, here to give you a little DL on my next guest. Her name is Selena, her healing is her purpose, and she is here to create a resonance. I loved recording this episode. I love this woman. We are visualizing the day that we can meet in person. She's also an artist, a coach, and she reads the tarot. Definitely a sister from another mister. And in our Soul Deeper session that we recorded straight after this episode, she gave an oracle reading for the collective on self-love and body love. You can find the link for that in the show notes below. And without further ado, please welcome Selena. Welcome to the Soul Deep Podcast, Selena. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. I'm so excited to have you here. And the first question that I would love to ask you is, what brings your soul to life? Mm,
1: I think what brings my soul to life is really just creating feelings for people. Um, my purpose statement is creating residence. And really what that means is just like, if I can make f- someone feel seen in a day, that's a good day. Like even if it's one person um, and you can feel seen from like giving you a smile or making you feel happy or Even just going into some of those deeper things of um, (laughs) going into deeper things of, you know, going into shadow work or going into deep down, healing the wounds, um, whatever that is. And however I can do that is really what makes my soul light up.
0: Oh, so beautiful. And I feel that from you so well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> love that so much. So, we met through Casey Berglund, who is the founder of the Worthy and Well Inc. and who gave the TED Talk on "Let the Body Lead." And Casey, if you're listening, what up, boo? We love you so much for bringing us together. And yes. spoiler, spoiler for our listeners: Casey is going to be coming on the podcast later in the season i'm gonna attach her ted talk in the show notes below but um i wanted you on here because we met at a workshop with KSE. it was the birthday party of worthy and well and i vibed with you so hard um yes (laughs) (laughs) we're like creasing by the end of it because we kept getting paired together through the universe um it was, it was so weird. We were getting put into Zoom rooms and every time it was me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found from you was a deep resonance with mm-hmm. myself, exactly what your sort of purpose statement is. And um, I, you are what I would describe as a soul artist coach, which again, like is really on my vibe. And I feel that you create from a true place of soul connection. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about this and who it is that you are and what it is that you kind of offer and do before we get into the deeper stuff.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So I'm first, first and foremost, I'm an artist and designer. So that was the first path that I ever went down of let's create something, let's create some art or ask some questions, solve some problems through art and design. So that's the first thing that I am, (laughs) the first title that I hold. And then I have recently kind of dove into more of the coaching embodiment. So I actually went through Casey's Let Your Body Lead certification, the first inaugural round of it, and dove into embodiment and coaching and more ancient wisdom. I've always been interested in ancient wisdom because I've I've had tarot cards for many years, so kind of just picking up modalities here and there to just bring this creating resonance purpose to life. So a little bit about like what I do, I um, do a lot of tarot reading. I have a year in alignment package right now where you can get basically like a box of goodies with a year-long reading to help you through the year, which I'm loving doing, loving creating those. I do human design readings. Um, I'm currently working on a day retreat, virtual retreat, just to like help people find their values, ground in again, and create action plans um, so they feel a little bit more aligned with what they're doing in life. Um, Yeah, there's so many things. And then one of the programs that I'm actually piloting with somebody right now is a creative like I'm calling it creative wave. We'll see if that name sticks, (laughs) but it's helping people um, find their creative wave again and getting back into creativity. I totally believe, and I'm sure you also believe uh, that creativity is like something we all have and it's conditioned out of us (laughs) through time. And so that program will take people through the energetic levels um, coined by uh, Dr. Sean Hinshaw Hinshaw. No, that's not the right name. I'll get you the right name. Um, it's escaping me. I have the book right here. Hawkins, Dr. Hawkins.
0: Oh yes, I love
1: so that program will take you through the different energy levels. We'll have tarot, embodiment, and coaching integrated. So it's anything where I can just like help people be more creative anything that really lights my soul up I'm like yep let's go let's go do it but yeah it's really about making people feel seen in any of those ways.
0: Beautiful beautiful I, I truly do love the work that you do and you know as I've said before it really resonates with me too and I, I find it so telling how so many creative people are intuitive people and I know that there is a sort of source there there is um, sort of bringing that comes from the one place within us and you're right about creativity it is quite literally unlimited and something mm. that i kind of talk about a lot in my coaching sessions and my work um with both creative people and people who would identify as non-creative even though there's no such thing is that creative wound that Mm -hmm. when somewhere along the line, someone said, you know, this isn't how you do it, or you got criticized and shamed for being in some way, shape or form creative, You you very quickly own that narrative. And it's super damaging and limiting, because you're not only putting a cap on your creativity, you're also putting a cap on everything that represents. And I mean, you could go so far as to say that represents creating change in your life. And creating a life that you want to live kind of thing because you know creativity isn't just about drawing a picture but i also i also love it how you know i first started in art therapy so i worked in art therapy for three years and it's it's beautiful the connection with tarot because tarot is just like a mirror and that is what art mm-hmm. does it helps you reflect and i think it's beautiful because you the work that you do you're so in such embodiment of an artist having actually taken that route to this intuitive kind of work that you can actually become the mirror and that's something that I know that you do very very well. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. would definitely recommend checking out um, Luna Soul on Instagram and all the beautiful links into the work that Selena is currently doing. Mm-hmm. So let's let's dig a little deeper now. So I'm really excited um, to talk to you about your story um, because I know it wasn't so straightforward, and I was wondering if you could share with us. Um, a little bit into the the course of the path that led you on this journey?
1: Mm. Is anybody's journey straightforward? If they if they say it's straightforward they're probably really unaware
0: <laughs> or <laughs> unaware uh, lying you've been called out. <laughs>
1: you've been called out it's never straightforward because I think I had a pretty straightforward life in childhood but a lot of everybody has trauma everybody has things
0: if you're a human and on planet earth listening to this podcast you have trauma, trauma. <laughs>
1: um so for me I would say like what definitely kicked off I mean I've always been called an old soul even when I was like eight <laughs> um and definitely have fallen into like loving things that kind of were like based on ancient wisdom. I don't know if you know the the show Avatar like Avatar the Last <gasps> Airbender. Yeah. I I loved that when I was a kid and I actually like researched all of the different things like chakras and like all of the different stuff like I was so into like the elements. Oh, absolutely. So definitely was exposed at a young age to like love ancient wisdom and like less Western wisdom. Um, and then when I was 14, I think my big kind of deepening point was my brother uh, started to get sick and we didn't know what was going on. He was later diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is a, uh, basically a bowel disease, (laughs) but it can make you really sick and it weakens your immune system. And we took him a year and a half to get diagnosed. And in that time, he also caught the flu, which when you have a weak immune system, the flu can be very, very harmful. So it was just a really stressful time. And is the younger sister at 14, he was probably 17 at the time, 16, 17. Um, there was just a lot of like a trauma because your parent, like even how your parents focus on the sick child and how that, that works and then also dealing with your brother who you love dearly and I'm very close with my brother being sick um was really hard and then it's not a disease like like when it wasn't diagnosable and two my brother's quite a private person so he like we couldn't really explain it to people there was no way for me to be like yeah this is what's going on in my life like that and you're when you're 14 like you don't have the words to like put that together you don't have the so it I think that's probably what where, where I'm like having this realization. Maybe that's why I like to make people feel seen. <laughs> it's because it was super hard to feel seen in that. And then also try and do all of those normal teenage things that everybody's trying to do and um, get through high school, you know, all of those fun, fun, fun times. <laughs> so um, luckily he, he found a, a medicine that made him better or got him a little bit better he this is a chronic disease so he'll have it for his whole life and yeah there's gonna be struggles with that in the future but i really for me i didn't realize how like impactful those times were and there was a lot of deconditioning there um later in my early 20s so about 10 years later <laughs> it took um to do some of that deconditioning work of like oh you want to run away from things or you want to like you want to just control everything or you compartmentalize your life really really well Mm -hmm. so that actually led me to casey is some doing some of that deconditioning work and getting back in my body um but in as i said i went to art school um I loved art school. It was great. But I went to art school because I just wanted to, like, I think I knew art was, like, something that would lead me down a good path of, like, I can express something. I can make people feel seen. Again, didn't have that language back then. I can solve problems. And I can make money because all our parents want us to make money. (laughs) So that led me there and I actually in art school I met I did my first like serious tarot reading so when I was a kid like tarot was like the thing you did at the carnival (laughs) and it's not real (laughs) just like think of myself back then I'm like oh my gosh you're so silly um (laughs) but I had a friend that gave me a tarot reading and I was like oh wow and it like kind of released a lot of the emotions that I was feeling that I couldn't explain and it was it was just I felt so seen in that moment and Mm -hmm. a couple weeks later I would have got my first oracle deck so that led me down the path of tarot there and then the work the work has just been deepening since so like I said I went and did the let your body lead course got into some embodiment stuff got into the coaching because I love coaching it's just really making people feel seen knowing that they all have the wisdom inside
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah so that's kind of like how I got here
0: (laughs) incredible incredible I I love hearing about people's breadcrumbs so the little things that sort of like lead you down the path because you are essentially always in your dharma like your dharma isn't like some grand pinnacle you reach in your life right it's like Mm -hmm. you're living embodiment of it and like when you're doing one thing you know creating art that was your dharma in that moment because it was going to then lead you on to the next thing and then the next thing and yeah I definitely hear a lot um, a lot of similarities in our journey as well um of course to be expected with the weird way we came together yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um i'm really interested in something you said about um how in your early 20s you had to do a lot of deconditioning and that kind of work i guess it crosses over with shadow work and it's kind of um you know redesigning your mind and Um, Mm -hmm. and neuro-linguistic programming and all this kind of stuff Um, but I was wondering how and what um, did you kind of use to get through that Um, because I think a lot of people especially the listeners of this podcast are doing the similar work Um, and it's all well and good to be saying things like oh yeah I just you know got rid of some old negative patterns but it's kind of like how do you how would you suggest that you actually do that?
1: Mm. Um, so this work really got kicked off for me. It was I was in Tofino, which is a which is a island town in Canada, which is a very it's called the most beautiful beach. But I was there with a friend who. I had feelings for and all of these things. (laughs) It was like, oh, okay. It just like came up, I think, maybe being in nature, being in this weird partnership thing. (laughs) And it just like hit me of like, you have to do this work. This is important work. I mean, I had started a little bit of it with Casey prior to this, but a lot of that work came. I guess I hadn't actually started with Casey. I'm like thinking of timelines. I hadn't started with Casey. I called Casey that weekend, Um, but it was it was like so much self hatred in the time, and like Mm, so much pain and resistance that it was just like there was a point where I was like, "Well, you have to do this. There's no other option going forward. Like you have to do this work." So that's how I kind of got into it. And then uh, there are so many different things. I think awareness is, is the key. You have to know that it's coming up. Um, so for me, like the tarot cards helped because they're, they're a reflector. They, they reflect everything. They call you on your bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. (laughs) So having that reflection and then I actually was taking care of a 13 year old after that and if you've ever worked with kids or younger teenagers it's like they also reflect everything back to you and it was like oh my gosh you would just have to do this work um and awareness around like oh triggers and what triggers you you don't have to be everybody gets triggered in their lives Mm -hmm. And this is me telling you right now, you do not have to be triggered every day. And I was like realizing like my fright or fright responses were kicking in and all of those things. So, and that's your, that's usually your cue to do some of that deeper work, that soul work, that shadow work, whatever you want to call it. And so I use the let your body lead method. You can check out Casey's TED talk of just like understanding your body with rhythm, slowing down, observing, breathing, observing, delaying, saying yes. Um, Big part of it was that um, human design fell in there too, like getting my human design and being validated and learning more about that, learning about the different energy levels and how they inter interact with your life.
0: Mm -hmm. I think
1: for me there was a lot of just like let me learn something new and Mm -hmm. it just kind of came naturally like it wasn't like there there was days that were hard definitely to like in this process but the it gets easier I don't know if you're finding the same you find the same thing but it's like those first like 90 days are the hardest when you're like oh I'm so frustrated because I'm still living in this but I'm still doing it but I'm trying to heal at the same time and then you just kind of like it's just Uh, so like it's like a hike up a mountain you get there like oh and there's always more work to do and it's like it gets easier though and you have more tools to deal with it so I don't know it's it's hard to tell you exactly what to do but it's it's it really comes from that awareness of yourself and then finding the things that work
0: Mm, I know this is a juicy episode my friends and if you're vibing go ahead take a screenshot upload it to your story and tag soul deep podcast so I can see And if possible, leave a review on whatever platform you're streaming from. This really helps the podcast grow, reach more people and connect like-minded souls. And if you want to go even deeper, become a Soul Deep patron for as little as £1.11 per month, where you'll get access to exclusive Soul Deeper sessions with the guests on this show where we spill juicy tea and give you free love, guidance, and advice. Search Soul Deep Podcast on Patreon and join the community. I love that so much. It all starts with awareness. And that is awareness of self and also the awareness of how self is relating to others and the environment and you know there's so many little things that you said that i'm just like oh i want to pick on this i want to pick on this i want to like kind of pull this apart um but i would say like one thing that that kind of has come up for me hearing you speak is you know the kind of difference or um perhaps maybe a better way to put it is the different effect of things like psychotherapy and sing, and things like embodiment because like one thing that I've learned um, in my journey is how like psychotherapy is wonderful because it's it's through that, that you can um, build a bigger awareness. And through doing that, you can allow things to um, come up to the surface from your pre-conscious and your unconscious mind. And this is where the work really comes from because The conscious mind is really only like one to five I think it's only one percent actually and then you know there's not very much that we can actually do with that but it's what drives us is from you know those deeper levels and when we can bring them up that's when we can create change but this is the thing I think a lot of people get stuck there and it's trying to move past that and you mentioned triggered and I think triggers and triggered and I think there's a lot to be said here about um, the sensitivity around trigger warnings as such and you know it's something that um, I've thought a lot about recently as well Is like how like life does not come with a trigger warning and I think it's quite easy for us to say this triggers me and then draw a line but actually that's a bit limiting isn't it because like you said you don't actually have to get triggered but there is work to be done there to create a lesser barrier and to actually get through it because what i feel is you know there is going to be energy and fire behind what a trigger represents and you it's important to be aware of how far you can push yourself but also knowing that you can sort of overcome these obstacles and And then the other thing is, so you know, psychotherapy is wonderful for awareness and and going so far, but I also believe you can think your way the whole way through life and not actually create change. And I think this is where embodiment comes from because you cannot think change, you have to create it. And in order to create, you must feel. And this is the thing about feelings they're there to be felt. And once you feel them, they run out right so unless you know you keep suppressing your negative emotions and your shadow and all these things that's just going to stay there that's just going to take a little respite somewhere in your body and then that's going to be with you and that creates triggers because you're not willing to feel the feeling in order to let it go mm-hmm. so I really yes. vibe I vibe with all this I vibe with it so much um yes. and I was wondering Do you have uh, an example in your life of something that once really triggered you that you were able to overcome or perhaps work through? Let
1: me think if there's a specific example.
0: I know it's a bit of a loaded one there. I kind of just threw that
1: at you. (laughs) I'm going to talk a little bit of something that you brought up and then maybe one will come to me, but um, the suppression. I was... I was trained by my life and by parents and all of the things in my life to like suppress every emotion. Mm -hmm. I I was always been a super sensitive person. I was told not to cry when I was a kid, like, don't cry, like stop crying. Don't be sad. And like now I'm like, oh, that's, that's a whole, (laughs) that's a whole thing with like reparenting yourself and all of that. But um, super, super feel the like the suppression and that was a lot of the deconditioning I did of like feel this like actually feel it um instead of just decompartmentalizing my life was a way to to not feel anything like okay you're having this happening in this side you don't have to feel it go to work and do this and do this you know um so what was a trigger Like, the ones that are coming to mind are, and I'm still working through these ones, are, like, body stuff. Uh, Yes. These are probably the most present because, like, this is hard, deep work of, like, deconditioning diet culture and your internalized, my internalized fat phobia is huge. So, and it's interesting, the triggers, like, the things that would have trigger warnings, um, around, especially around like um, eating disorders and disord- disordered disordered body image and all that kind of stuff, weren't the things that would trigger me. It's usually like w- different things. Like, oh, I remember a time it was triggered at the doctor's because she's like, "Your BMI is this," and the computer says we should get you surgery, and I was like, "Uh
0: huh, <gasps> yeah, oh my gosh." <laughs> so oh I am so shook but at the same time not even fucking surprised yes so so I was like
1: and the fact that she like didn't even know any questions about my life just like oh that stuff just like triggers me gets me going Mm -hmm. and that was actually a point when I had started the deconditioning work and started oh there's another way you don't have to like be forced on a diet the, your whole life. And you don't have to be your body. like, you don't have to worry about like, your body is perfect the way it is. And it's there to serve you the way it is. So body stuff definitely comes up for triggers now, because there's so much work to do around like, fat phobia and internalized fat phobia, even when I think of like, not only other people, but myself, and it's like, oh, that's fat phobic and that's fat phobic and that's that. And I think, you know, you're on your healing journey when less of that triggers you, but anything BMI related or talking about health and weight is usually a huge trigger for me. And it's just like reminding myself that there's a different way and that not everybody's going to understand. And it's not their fault that they don't understand. It's like literal conditioning from our society and it's okay.
0: (laughs) Part of the
1: system, hard on the system, easy on the people.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know what, uh, Selena, I say this from a place of love. I'm so glad that you were triggered so badly because it led you on this journey. And let me tell you that, like, you are so, like, you exude positivity and especially when it comes to body image and body confidence and I know that that is because you've had to go through the opposite and I am a firm believer that that is why life presents us with these you know awful experiences because there is a gift in them and it's priming you to obviously learn and shine light and be that person for the world and Mm -hmm. I love it I'm so freaking here for it and you know a lot of us are still doing the work and I think it's also fair to say you can be a coach and you can be preaching you know exactly what it is that you are supposed to be doing and still be doing the work at the same time I think there's a big thing about like having made it and it's just essentially bullshit like when have you made what what is it you know what I mean like you have to do the thing that you're teaching the other people and you know I definitely vibe with that and yes I would love to share with you like a little story of mine that I recently um, discovered. So um, it's actually been really, really, really intense. Um, I've been doing a lot of shadow work recently because apparently I haven't had enough trauma in my life. So I want to bring more in by doing shadow work. <laughs> but um, my gosh, it is, it's is—it's so freaking intense. But I realized um, this happened literally yesterday, right? So yesterday I got random symptoms of hay fever, and I don't get hay fever. And I started sneezing, and I started feeling really weird. And I had done shadow work in the week um, prior, and I shifted a lot of energy, and I was feeling quite drained. I felt like my nervous system a bit wrecked, and I felt my immunity lower somewhat. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe because of that, I'm like more susceptible to. the nature environment Um, so I was sneezing and then it very quickly escalated and all of a sudden like I was feeling awful I had a headache I was bloated and it had nothing to do with food you know um, my partner had ate the exact same things as me and you know all this and that and then out of nowhere I had such a strong urge to purge and make myself sick And I have a past of bulimia and I was bulimic for like a good, a good few years. And I had basically essentially kind of convinced myself that um, I'm like cured from bulimia. I did so much work in it. I did like neuro-linguistic programming. I did um, recovery program, like all these kind of things. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm cured. No more bulimia from me. -uh." And then yesterday I had such a severe urge to make myself sick and I was like shaky and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like re-emerging of symptoms. So I decided to like sit in it and do some shadow work. And I went back to the first time I ever made myself sick. And I obviously was crying and, and you know, having such a, a deep embodiment of a, of a memory. And I realized what I was doing was it it didn't actually have a lot to do with food the food represented um, like substance and wealth and worthiness to me. And by, you know, purging it, I was validating the belief that I am not deserving of that. So I sat there and sat there and sat there and I was like, whoa, this is big. And then this is the moment where the penny dropped and it blew my mind. The reason this emerged for me after doing so much shadow work, is because I am still doing this in my life, just not with food. So I'm doing this with something else in my life that represents, you know, substance, which is actually money. So I realized, oh my fucking God, I am validating the belief in my life that I am not worthy of having a lot of money. And that's why I am purging. And my body is showing me this in this way. And it was so, so, so intense, but it was so wonderful to realize. And actually through feeling it and letting that pattern go, I am now in the space of creating change. And it is very, very expansive.
1: Wow, what an amazing story. I'm just like, that feels so good in my body. <laughs> oh, honestly. And, and that just goes to show how fucking hard this shit is oh
0: <laughs> sorry God. that's swear it <laughs> oh you can swear in the podcast don't worry <laughs> perfect
1: <laughs> um yeah yes I was like as soon as you were saying that I'm like ah, oh, it's your it's it's a coping mechanism your coping mechanisms don't go away or you're val- like you're doing some that's making you feel something mm-hmm. and it's making you feel something positive even though making yourself sick could be seen as something negative so that's such a beautiful story thank you for sharing that work
0: it was it was crazy and you know obviously I didn't I didn't make myself sick I like went through it and like that was beautiful because Mm -hmm. through doing that I rewrote the story and it was very very powerful and I think the hardest thing with this kind of work is I don't know about you but this is how I feel it the hardest thing is like realizing so let's think of an example like self-hate like sometimes hating ourselves is so unbearable that we project our hate onto the world and we say Mm -hmm. we say I'm in this situation in this circumstance because the world is shit and you know this is just how it is but what we're actually doing is we're creating our world to validate the feeling of like self-loathe um, yeah, yeah. And to try to take responsibility for your life is so hard. Like, I hate it. Like I'm more like I'm free. I'm free spirit. But here I am shackled in the corporate world. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is what it means. Like this is so wrong. And like what it comes down to is like a reclamation, like reclaiming your power and stop giving it to the world, like, quote, unquote, the world or giving it to someone or something else. I find that super hard
1: yeah so do I. <laughs> it's yeah, no, I have that sticky note of like no one is in charge of how you feel except for you, and no one is responsible for how you feel, and it's like, Ugh. but people can make me so angry, and this can make <laughs> me so angry, but it's like it's my work to do, yeah. and hopefully in my work, I can also help somebody do their work um for, I don't know if my bio still sells this, but for a while I was saying, um, my, my purpose is my healing, um, mm. or my healing is my purpose because, because mm. all coaches, all healers, all light workers are all doing their work and just turning around and helping somebody else do it after they've done it and showing people a different path. And like, that's all we are. <laughs> like, we're not like gurus or <laughs> divine. Yes, we're, 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 all not... di- we're all gurus and we're all divine beings, which means all, none of us are. <laughs> so yes, it's like, yes, just like everybody is worthy of this path and you are worthy and it, it it's so good to do this work. And then you'll find what you need to do in your and you turn around and say, oh, this is what I could do now. And so, yeah, everybody can do this work.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like, I feel you. Like, it's not like lightworkers or coaches or spiritual leaders, you know, ascend from heaven on a unicorn and fluffy clouds with wings and like trumpets playing. Like, no, they're just real people who've gone through a lot of fucking shit and decided to alchemize it. And they're here to show you that you can do the same absolutely love that so much oh so there is something I really want to ask you and because like a lot of body image stuff has come up in this episode and um I think a lot of listeners will relate I mean most people will because hello we have a thing called patriarchy but I was wondering like what are you what um advice or kind of what what would you what, what would you offer or Give someone right now listening who is really, really struggling with self-worth and body image issues.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's always, for me, was always looking at, can your body do what you needed to do in a day? Can you feed yourself? Can you walk? Can you do those things? And then thank your body for it. I have uh, a friend of mine um, who was also in the program, the Let Your Body Lay program, who said she was, she was sweating. And she was like, the first thing she thought was, oh, I hate that I'm sweating right now. I'm gonna be stinky and I'm gonna BO. Everybody has sweat and everybody has <clears throat> BO. That's just a reality of adult life. And we can either be like, Oh, I hate that I'm doing this. Or you can say, "Oh, look how great my body is for keeping me cool and keeping mm. me going," and we can see those like natural body functions and the aches and pains and all of those different parts as, or like the extra, extra bits of you as as mm. bad. Or we can say, "No, my body's helping me get through whatever I'm getting through right now." Yes. So when you're when you're stressed for example, you'll have more inflammation in your body. So you'll feel a little bit maybe sore or um, maybe a little bit bloated, more water retention, whatever that is, but that's there Mm -hmm. to serve you and don't hate like you hating it. It's just going to create more of it and make more stress. So just, just accept and love that your body is working for you and Yeah, and and that's easier said than done. (laughs) But it it starts with those little things like, oh, thank you for keeping me cool by sweating today. Or, oh, thank you for telling me I'm hungry, so I eat today. Or thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for allowing me to walk. Thank you for allowing me to go on this, helping me go on this hike. Thank you for helping me. And it's changing it from this, like, oh, I wish my body was better at doing this, to my body can do this, that that would be the first step for me. And it's the the work that and the advice I would give.
0: I love that so much. Yes, yes. Be here with your body. Don't push it away. Don't. Yes. I love that so much. And you know, when those aches and pains and whatever it is, fatigue or tiredness or tension comes up, surrendering surrender to it be there with it like your body just wants to be felt at the end of the day and like you know you're there with it and and as much as you know you are not your thoughts you're also not your body so yeah of course why don't you thank it for being here as a vessel for your Mm -hmm. divine being I love that so much Selena so beautifully Mm -hmm. part um thank you Oh, okay. This has been such an incredible episode, but before we wind it up, I would love to know what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Mm -hmm. You know, you go, you go when you're doing a lot of like the, the deconditioning trauma, shadow work, you do go to your younger self a lot. Like a lot of it comes from maybe even before you were eight years old. Um, and a lot of times when I think about that, it's like not even advice. It's like my younger self just needs a hug and to be seen and validated. And so I guess I would say to my younger me, my little me inside, um, you're valid. You're you. This is okay. What you're feeling is okay and is real and it's going to be okay. And I love you. I love you still. So it's not really advice. It's just. I
0: love it. I love it. It's
1: just love and compassion and validation.
0: I'm a little bit emotional. I love that so much. Like, oh, that, that it's okay. It's going to be okay. That, that just, Mm -hmm. I felt that. Thank you so much, Selena, you beautiful, creative goddess. You absolutely create resonance here, and I'm so grateful for it. Where can people find you?
1: The best place to find me right now is at Lunaterra Soul, so L-U-N-A-T-E-R-R-A Soul S-O-U-L at um, on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, I'll have a website coming th- soon, but the the links will all be on my Instagram. The best place to find me is Instagram, and you can. You can DM me there and there's emails. Every All the links are there. So that's probably <laughs> the best way to find me.
0: <laughs> we love the universe of Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, incredible. So we're going to go record our Soul Deeper session now, which I'm really excited about. But um, thank you so much for coming on the Soul Deep podcast. And thank you so much
1: for having me.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> that is the end of our episode friends thank yourself and your soul for continuing to show up and tune in to real talk and good vibe podcasts like this don't forget if you want exclusive access to the soul deeper sessions click the link in the show notes below to become a soul deep patron and stay up to date with the show on instagram Until next time, remember you are a star wrapped in skin and nestled within your flesh and bones is everything that you need to feel at home.